0: Welcome to Jews Taekwondo Podcast. Yes. Today we have Mr. William Wald. He's a fifth degree black belt with the International Taekwondo Federation, and uh, he's uh, seventy-nine years old. And he's going to share a little bit about our his experience with um, taekwondo and his martial art experience. How are you, Mr. Wald?
1: Good, sir. Thank you. Good.
0: So, um,
1: how long have you been in um,
0: doing taekwondo?
1: I've been doing Taekwondo, I guess, uh, let's see, with you, about 50. I'd say around maybe 20 years, something like that.
0: 20 years. And something so like you that. started, if you're 79, so that means you started um, 60, 60 years old, 59 years old? Yes,
1: that's when I went to Taekwondo. I was doing martial arts from the time I was about 35. Oh, great. And where
0: did you do that?
1: I did that. Uh, I did Bok Fu and that was in, um, in Fremont, and I trained in uh, Castro Valley and also Dublin in uh, Bok Fu. Then I trained in Kempo Karate in Livermore and then um, Jiu-Jitsu in Livermore.
0: And you started Taekwondo in Bakersfield, is that correct?
1: I started, no, I started Taekwondo, Bok Fu, in um, uh, San Leandro area, uh, Fremont, San Leandro area. And um, and then I, when I moved to Bakersfield, uh, that's when I went to uh, I went well, to Taekwondo. Mm-hmm. It was World Taekwondo. Then I moved up here and went to ITF. Oh, interesting. So, I, you know, yeah. so I have a black belt in the World as well as a fifth degree in ITF.
0: So you first a you're first degree black belt in the WTF. Yes, um, sir. You've been doing Taekwondo in with. With me for the last fifteen or so years, yes, sir. Um, under ITF, yes, can sir. You share your experience between the different martial art and uh, what you think of them, or you know, maybe you can give us a little bit of perspective as far as um, the different styles of martial art that you've trained in. Uh,
1: yes, sir. I, I think uh, the thing that I I like most about the ITF is the science. The science of the moves, like the sine wave, and they how to get uh, the end result to be the most effective, and uh, and the other styles that I took, nobody discussed that much. It was just kick and punch because that's how I tell you to do it, and it worked, but it wasn't as scientific, and I don't think it was as effective, and that's the reason I would not want to go back to that. I have all the respect in the world for the instructors there, and for the people I trained with and trained under, but. It's not the same. It's the, the science part of ITF Taekwondo is fascinating, in my opinion.
0: So what, at what age did you start doing martial art?
1: I was about 35 when I, when I um, actually started in bok i have been doing boxing when I was grew up. I had two, uh, two uh, cousins that were boxers, and uh, my dad did some boxing. So I, I did boxing, but I'd never done any kicks. Uh, and then I worked out with weights. and Did weightlifting and weight training for forever. All my I, since I got out of high school, I went in the military and started lifting weights and never stopped.
0: So well, that's interesting. So you did boxing. Um, what year do you think that was?
1: I was in high school, and uh, my cousins would train me in that. And we would uh, they would come over and work out with me. We'd box, and it was I found that I learned quite a bit from me on how to. It helped me in the few times that I've uh, needed it <laughs> on the street, so to speak. So, is that about 1950, 1945?
0: Yeah, what? 1950,
1: early 50s. I graduated in 56. So, it'd be like I was probably freshman and, and uh sophomore, you know, high school. So, in the 50s, early 50s.
0: And you started boxing because uh, you wanted to learn self defense, or was it more just a sport?
1: Just, well, they just wanted to teach. You know, they wanted to see. They wanted to teach me uh, how to fight, and my dad knew how to fight, and he. But he did street fighting and bar fighting, and my uh, grandfather did street fighting and bar fighting. He was killed in a bar fight. Um, so that's you know I've always been around it. It's just that I was getting fine tuned.
0: As when you talk about street fighting back in the 1950s, did they kick anybody, or was it mostly just hand techniques?
1: Um, anything you had uh, you if you were in a position to kick there was no style to kicking. you just kicked if there's an opening and uh, you just started swinging and slamming and, and when you're when you're in a street fight or in, inside of a building fighting there's no room to to get much style it's, you just got to just take it as it comes and look for an opening and dish it out and that's uh, but that's what I like about the patterns is they teach you to recognize an opening and use it when it's there because it passes quick. And that's what the training does. So as you're moving into a fight, you moving through a fight, you'll see the openings that you can use. If you recognize those, then you can use them. If you don't, they're gone.
0: You're talking about the of patterns.
1: Y- yes, 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 sir. That's what I, that's what I, it's fascinating about our patterns is, that's what that affords you—the opportunity to, to, uh, to use those tools in the correct spot. But if you don't know where that spot is, if you can't recognize it, then it's of no value because in an actual fight, that window of opportunity closes in a fraction of a second—not even a second—and um, so that's why when I I go to your seminars or when you I uh, hear you explain the patterns, it's really important to me because you're explaining. The window, you know, what what do I look for? What what do I what do I need to see? What is that tool designed to do? What's it there for? And then you know, if that opportunity comes up, there's the opening. Bam, you got it.
0: Now I understand you were stabbed before. Can you kind of share your experience with that?
1: Yes, I was uh, uh, walking on, in uh, around Washington Manor. Uh, well, not Manor. Was, they have uh, the factories over there on uh, Washington Street in San Leandro and I was walking home. I lived uh, on 138th Avenue in, uh, in a trailer camp. I kind of came from a poor family. So we had we just lived in a trailer house. But anyway, I was visiting a girlfriend who lived down in Washington Manor and I was walking home and this car, a load of guys pulled up and they all got out and they wanted my money. Not that I had any money. But uh, next thing I know, it just got into a, to a hassle and the guy grabbed me from behind and, and cut me with a knife and uh and then uh, they all took off and i ended up on the ground and, you know i was getting kicked and hit, but you know, don't pay attention to that but that's what happened it all happens quick that's the thing about street stuff it happens quick and how old were you when you when that happened 18
0: and so 18. you just started boxing
1: well, I'd been I'd been boxing before, like I say, for a few years, or well, off and on. Just, but it wasn't an organized boxing. They'd come over and, and uh, they drank. We had a bar, so we'd go out behind the bar out there, and they'd be teaching me how to box, and we we did that. So it was it was like I say, it wasn't formal. It was it was actually kind of just organized kicking. <laughs> I mean, punching and and uh, and show you know how to throw a punch and how to get to maximize it it wasn't uh it wasn't training like we do here
0: can you share some of your other experience that you've been in confrontation
1: well i've been um uh when i was in in high school of course i uh had a temper i've still got that and uh i got in a number of confrontations in in high school and um yeah that it's kind of a training thing. I mean, you you win some and lose some. And um, then when I was in the military, I ended up getting in a couple of bar fights. So that's, you know, but my trouble is I I've, uh, I react, you know, without thinking a lot of times.
0: So you learn from the hard knock of martial art.
1: <laughs> well, yes, sir. That's, you know, you, you you learn when you get hit a number of times, you learn. That you got to do something quick, or you, it hurts. Once you get, once you get hurt, you have a difficult time defending yourself. Not that you can't, but you get blood in your eyes, and you, you know, you, you, if you can keep the damage on that end of it, um, then you learn real quick that that's the best way to do it.
0: Have you been in any confrontations since uh, you've been training formally in
1: martial art? I, no, I haven't, other than, uh, well, when I, I told you about the experiences in, in Oakland, I got hit, but the guys ran when I went to get out of the car. I was sitting in a car, and they hit me in the side of the head, but um, were going to rob me, but when they found out it didn't even phase me, uh, then they figured they better get out of there, and they were teenagers, probably high schoolers, not in that age group, and then, of course, the guy, I told you about the guy that pulled the gun on me. <laughs>
0: you get and into then, a lot of situations that I think a lot of people don't. Is that the reason why you like training in martial art?
1: Uh, Yes, sir. it is because uh, what you find out when you're in a confrontation, like I said earlier, if you don't have any tools, then you're just swinging and hoping you hit and getting hit. But if you can recognize openings when you're in it, because they go quick, then you can, you can win those confrontations because you have the tools And you know how to use them. And I think that is the key factor. Because anybody can swing and throw kicks out and throw punches out. But if you can't find the openings and do the damage in the right spots, then you're just like they are. You just throw them out there and hoping they connect. But uh, that's what I like about Taekwondo and the way that you explain it. You explain it so that you create in your mind the use, the, so then you know what to look for, you know, what's, what is this tool, what is this tool best used for, uh, how do I get to maximize, how do I maximize the effectiveness of this tool, so that if I do have to use it, I will be the one standing, and the other person will be down, and, and, you know, the, just a minor little things like that, but when you're in a fight, that makes a huge difference, you know, because they're just swinging, they're just swinging, and, and a lot of times they're pretty powerful because they're big, but if you can get through their 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 wild uh crazy um, uh screaming fighting and do some serious damage, you can stop them and that's what I like about the i t f it teaches you where to where to use your tools and that's really vital
0: so you're in, that's interesting you said something about um oh, who's standing um did you in your confrontation and your experience did it, did the fight ever go to the ground
1: it uh, i I've been on the ground and i mm-hmm. i uh, you get hurt on the ground, uh, but you also get hurt standing up but uh, the worst I had is a guy had me over a the, I, he drove me back and I got up against a car and I, I fell backwards on top of the car, and he was right on top of me, and I had my head against the hood of the car. He was just pounding my face in, and I couldn't even get—I couldn't even go down because he was holding me up there with his body. And uh, uh, I—I lost a tooth. Um, My eyes were were completely swelled shut. I was bleeding, and I couldn't even—I couldn't even get away. So yeah, you—you got to, you got to, you—you've got to keep it above ground, and you got to know how to destroy. Or once you're in a position like that, there is nothing. You can do. There was nothing I could do but just take it. And he finally, he finally gave up. Yes, he, he he just walked, just walked away and left me there. I fell to the ground. And I had another guy in a confrontation on the ground, and he got behind me and got a a, a montaleo on me, a chokehold around my neck, and I went out. I went. Mean, he let me go. He could have killed me, but what you know on the ground? I don't like the ground because. If they're big, it's hard to manage them down there.
0: So you said you took some jujitsu, would that have helped you um in those situations?
1: Uh it probably would have once you're on the ground. But my motto now is don't let it go there because here's here's the way I look at it. If if I'm on the street, most of the time you're gonna get have a confrontation with not just one person like on the school grounds and you go out in the back and settle it, more than likely they're going to have friends there so if you take the, your jiu-jitsu and you take their, this guy that you're dealing with to the ground and you start to win these friends are not going to stand there and just cheer, they're going to be stomping your brains out and you cannot fight on the ground three or four people, it's impossible but standing up you can I can, go, I can take two or three people standing up uh, before they know it, um, I will I will uh, destroy them. I mean, it may end up on the ground, I may end up losing. But uh, like I always say, if there's a group of guys attack me, I might end up in the hospital, but I won't be there alone.
0: That's a good model.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir.
0: Now, did, um, in those confrontation, did anyone pull out a weapon?
1: Uh, well, they, well, the one that did, he pulled out from behind. That's when I got knifed. But as far as, as far as any of the other situations, I didn't give them a chance to. When I was in the bar and got, got in a fight, as soon as they said something to me, uh they were right next to him, they had a bottle right next to him, they could to pick it up and nail me. But I knew that. And so when I hit him, I hit him so hard he went over that same table that the bar that the bottle was on, and when he hit the ground I was on top of him. And that's what I'm saying. You 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 don't give opportunities if I'd have just hit him once and he'd have just went back, he'd have, been, he'd have grabbed that bottle and unloaded it on me and I'd have been gone. But uh, once you start something, you better take it all the way. You're going to lose.
0: So what's the primary purpose that you continue to train in the ITF Taekwondo system?
1: I continue to train because I know that even though you don't want it to happen, it can happen. And if you're not prepared, if you don't have the tools it takes to walk away, and leave them laying down there, you'll be the one laying down there, and they will walk away. So by continually training, you're fine tune your skills, you fine-tune your awareness, you know that you're ready. Because in a confrontation, anybody that's going to attack you, they don't walk up usually ready to fight. They think they got you, so they're walking up vulnerable. And that fraction of a second is when your opportunity is to take them out. And that's the same thing with the group. You get two or three guys walking up to you, they're not all three going to think they're going to walk up and fight you. They're going to walk up to you confident they got you. And with that confidence is their weakness. And that fraction of a second, by the time they realize that you're going to move on them, you can get two of them real quick. And then you're going to probably end up fighting the third.
0: Is there any one particular discipline that you like in taekwondo? Patterns, sparring, self-defense, um... Fundamentals, Italian?
1: I think they are all absolutely vital. I used to think the patterns were were kind of a you know a little bit like dance, and then when you started explaining to you know, to the class like you do, and you start realizing that those are tools. It's like a toolbox. You you go work on your car. You take the tools and you use the right tool for the right job. But if you don't know what that tool is used for, you can't use it to work on your car. And that's what those patterns are. They're a toolbox, each one of them, with tools. Now, not all the tools are gonna work for everybody. But what you do is you go through the pattern, and as you're moving through and understanding the use of the technique, then would that work for me or wouldn't it? And and like I always say, you put a toolbox for the street. And that toolbox for the street, the only tool you put in that is the one that's gonna work for you on the street and you know it's gonna work for you. So as you're building through the, through, the, through the patterns and you're learning the tools and you find one that you think is pretty good, you refine it and you think, yes, that would work in my toolbox and you put it in there and then you think about it and you understand the use and you know that you could use it if the opening come up. And that's what it, so that, the, everything is vital. And of course conditioning and then sparring. Sparring is important because it teaches you to move around, uh, self-defense, it's constantly being aware of situations, step sparring, like when you explain the one step sparring, where you, you know it is the closest thing to street. So if someone has a move on you, you do it, and it's over quick. So all of it together, you become you know, your own bodyguard. Is basically what I see. I see I'm my own bodyguard. You can't depend on somebody else. You got to depend on the person that's wearing your shoes.
0: I think that's uh, the truth. <laughs> How long does it take for the police officer to get there?
1: <laughs> well, I just noticed in, in in Pleasanton, in an emergency, you can figure four minutes. That's what they. That's the average of Pleasanton Police Department is four minutes in an emergency call. In four minutes, you are either on top or on the ground, one or the other. you either win or you lose. There's no way you can stall forty four minutes. So it's it's vital that you have those tools. People don't realize that. They walk around thinking, oh, something happens, I'll call police. No. The police are going to get there after you're already gone. And I mean gone literally, not move away.
0: Well, is there anything else that you'd like to maybe um, add into what we discussed?
1: Well, I, I just think that anybody that is thinking about training in, in, to protect their themselves their or their families, you know, that's another thing, too, you know. We all, we all think that, oh, we're, we're going to be able to protect ourselves. But when you get a family, then you got bodies to protect. You got kids to protect. You got a, maybe wife or you got some other family members. And, and what if you're carrying a baby down the street and somebody jumps you? You're not going to just drop the baby. So you've got to learn how to use those tools that you've been taught to use in Taekwondo because now you've only, you're only going to, you've got three tools out of four. I mean, that's basic four because you're holding the baby with one. So what can you do with those other tools that are left over to get out of there and get you and the baby out of there? And that's what people don't realize. You've gotta know what tools you can use in a situation like that because you're not gonna be able just to swing and punch because you have got a body there to protect, not besides your own. And I think people don't realize that and they don't realize that, that how vulnerable they are without some type of training.
0: Well, thank you very much, Mr. Wold. Appreciate it. And hopefully we can have more discussions. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. I'll let you go.
1: All right, sir. Thank you.